Hey, I'm Ken Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. All right. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. And Ronaldo is knocked out of the Champions League. A sentence that we rarely get to say. It's a day that'll live in infamy. This this day hurts. Uh, I I just want to say before we talk anything about the game, um, I do want to single out one player that I hate with all my heart right now, and I I do hope evil befalls him. Uh, Morat Alvarado Morata, man, he's a curse. He just he, he's awful. He's he cannot finish a chance to <laughs> save his life. Good. He's, he's, he's not, not good. good. He's like I know Juventus brought him back because. He was only kind of good for a season when he was on loan from Real Madrid in 2014 there and maybe hoping to rekindle his fucking fire. But he, he's trash. He's bad. Do not play that man. Play uh, Chiesa all the fucking time, though. Yeah, um, I am just uh, I'm not shocked because Juventus, if you look at their form in Serie A this year and just a kind of slow decline. At Juventus, which is shocking because uh, Ronaldo has been playing out of his fucking mind. This is no slander against Ronaldo whatsoever because he's the only bright spot next to Weston McKinney, uh, our Texas boy. Um, they're the only two bright spots really on this side right now, if I'm being completely honest. And yeah, it, it is um, shocking to see them go out on away goals, which sucks, especially this year with like no home advantage. <laughs> <laughs> no fans. I know. Um, um, four four against Porto against a thirty eight year old Pepe. Um, yeah, Martin. Um, to say I'm shocked is putting it lightly. I, I I really. It is you know even though they were down before going into this, I really was like okay, like Ronaldo. He, he always does this. Like remember when they were down two nil against Atletico Madrid when he was on mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Against when he was still in Juventus, made a three, got the hat trick, three nil. Um, I always think Ronaldo can just pull a scruff of his skin, but this Juventus squad has really let him down and what he was brought in to do. Yeah, and I, I think that's the uh, big issue there because I, I do not think that I can uh, really fault Ronaldo here, just like I can't really fault uh, Messi in, in Barcelona's similar situation there. But it, it truly fucking comes down to, I think, the coaching. And it, it pains me to say that, Kev. Because the the game was crazy. We'll we'll talk about the crazy ass fucking game in, in just a sec. But um, like it it comes down to the coaching because there are so many talented players on that pitch, uh, from Rabio who I I fucking uh, love, um, to Chiesa to Ronaldo. I mean, Benucci has decades of talent. Uh, Delit, uh, Chesney is fucking brilliant. Alexandro, Juan Cuadrado. This team is littered with fucking talent. But but the fact of the matter is. I think Juventus is bored. Juventus got greedy and fired Maximilian Allegri. And Sarri did not fucking come in and, and really fucking do brilliantly. Uh, he got knocked out of the Champions League. And, you know, it was the first year that Inter Milan, AC Milan, uh, Napoli all challenged for the title with Juventus. And Pirlo, I mean, uh, it, it, yikes, yikes, man. And and so I feel bad for Ronaldo. And I feel bad for the Juventus, uh, Juventus players because... Uh, man, this game was absolutely bonkers. There were so many fucking chances for both sides. 
I mean, in in the first like eight minutes, there was like three clean goal scoring opportunities. It was it was a blast to fucking watch. So I mean, for for all the shit that we're talking about Juventus right now, it made for a great fucking game, and it's made for a great ser- season in Serie A. So uh, Juventus's decline is bad for Juventus fans, but good for soccer. Right, like it's finally like you know what it would have been like nine years in a row they won the scudetto. So yeah, I think something like that, something ridiculous, like almost a decade of repeating the title, which we were just like, all right, we get it, you're fucking good. But Martin, like that was always fine with Juventus. Their thing was like they needed to get over the Champions League mm-hmm. hump, and um, that's why I, they fired Allegri. Yeah, and I don't think. Pierre Lowe was exactly the answer. I mean, someone said it in the Discord. I think it was our uh, good friend of the show, Matt. But like, he's acting kind of like the Frank Lampard of Juventus, and that kind of hit home with me. Yeah. So credit, uh, good friend of the show, uh, Matt. His name in the Discord is Fuck All Sports because he is a Man United fan. Um, so, you guys would get really along. You guys would get along really well, Martin. Um, <laughs> big, big, big Rashford. Okay. Um, there we go. But I, I gotta say the was when Ronaldo first left Real Madrid, it was kind of shocking. And the way that Madristas treated him were very poorly after his departure. We were like, all right, this is what Juventus needed. They've always needed that guy to get them over the hump to win them the big games. Um, but they just weren't ready for him. I don't think, I, I think even though Juventus is a historic club and obviously in Italy, but in Europe, man, uh, when was the last time they won a Champions League? Was it, I think in the late nineties, right? Yeah, and if we're being completely honest, they they were ready for him when he was beating them at Real Madrid. Right. Uh, this, this like team five years ago, just, maybe ideal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, I think. Um, but this team has has been aging, and you know there had been talks um, in the past five years. Uh, this aging squad, who do we replace? And they've obviously brought in a whole new Juventus. Like this Juventus squad is completely different, save for uh, Bonucci um, and uh, Quadrado and Sandro. Uh, than the years of the past. Um, I mean, Rabio, Ramsey, um, Di Morale, uh, these are all new fucking faces for Juventus, and they are not performing. And, and this is, you know, this is, I'm making excuses because Ronnie is my favorite player, so obviously I have some fucking bias, but I think Ronaldo is outperforming this team week in, season in, and season out. Um, and, and, you know, uh, his goals and assists are, you know, a, a testament to that. And now, I'm not saying that Ronaldo's, uh, you know, contributions to the team week in and week out and, and chances created are all that is uh, there or used to be there. But still, man, he needs some fucking more help. He can't be the only one dragging this team. And you saw him before the game. Uh, this man was trying everything to be that leader, to be that talisman, pump up the team. And, I mean, Di Morale's play especially was just borderline fucking, uh, like, uh peewee soccer in the defense he he was absolutely awful and and that's that is not the old lady that i know and grew accustomed to watch in the champions league yeah i just to me like it felt like you know uh i i looked at it like a relationship where juventus uh finally got the girl of their dreams and and they just weren't emotionally available to handle them. Not to make it like a sad point, <laughs> but I'm trying to say is, you know, at certain levels, clubs can't handle some stardom. And I think Juventus 
at that point, like I look at the squad they had against Barcelona in what was that the 2015 final with Pogba, Pirlo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, what was that your Lorente and Tevez was that back then, right? Yeah, um, yeah. and th- and then they played Real Madrid in the 2016 final with Mandzukic and Higuain, uh, Alves was still there. Man, what a squad that was. Um, and I just think either of those squads, if you like control F and put Ronaldo in either of those squads, like you're looking at a completely different fucking game. Like I, uh, and sorry, I'm just thinking about that man, bicycle kick against Real Madrid. And you're like, Oh, they might have a chance. And then I think they won like three, one or something. But yeah. man, I, I was, uh, I was getting back piece done at that time. And I like moved and the guy said, like, what happened? I'm like a fucking bicycle kick. He's like, all right, stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that so fucking vividly. I, I, I do completely agree with you, though, because those those uh, Juventus squads of the old were just world beaters. And, you know, they were they only fell to the greats. They only fell to the goats. Uh, Real Madrid's uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Barcelona's uh, Lionel Messi. And they, they yeah, were yeah, they lost just to, just to, mm, I was going to say they lost to a three peat Real Madrid and a trouble winning Barcelona, not the worst teams to lose to. Exactly, exactly. And and that team maybe was one one talisman player away, even though they had their own um in Gigi Buffon, Chelaney, uh Tevez was an absolute hoss of a man back then. Um so uh I I just think the timing is unfortunate and this is the second year in a row that uh, Juventus has disappointed in, in the Champions League where they've gotten knocked out by someone uh below their standard. Uh, so I think it is very telling, and Kev, this this is you know a problem that Manchester City does not uh, have at all. This might have been Ronaldo's best chance this year um, to win that final Champions League. Who knows? I mean, the man's thirty five, and and to be fair, he's still crushing it. So who knows how how much longer he's going to go for? But you know that you got to think that at some point he's not going to be able to carry teams anymore. And so I, I, I keep thinking maybe this year is his last fucking chance. So hopefully next year he'll prove me wrong. But, you know, age is catching up. Tom Brady, as long as you want, but age is catching up. Right, where I feel like with soccer, there's just so much more. And this is no, this is not just at Tom Brady, but it's kind of like a blight at most quarterbacks late in their career. They're not running around like, like what is it, like 14 kilometers a game. Or like whatever, like twenty kilometers, like where they're running like almost half marathons a match. Um, I feel as though like with Ronaldo, even though he is an insane fitness, the guy eats chicken and rice and broccoli every night um, and does like a thousand crunches, like American Psycho. Um, I really think that like you know it's. But then again, who knows? Lawton's thirty nine. Ronaldo's what thirty six or whatever. Like I, you know. The the both of them are freaks of nature, and they obviously spend millions of dollars each year on their bodies. But Martin, I do really think you're right. Like this could be, this was like a golden opportunity, especially with Porto in the draw. You think that's a no brainer? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you got that's no no slander at Porto, but like, come on, it's Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo versus Porto. This isn't Josie Mourinho's 2004 Porto. No, and and you got to think that there are multiple teams that are weak this season in the champions league, whether it's Liverpool, whether it's uh, Barcelona, um, whether it's Dortmund, uh, there, there are weakened teams in this uh, champions league uh, route to the final. So you would have thought if they were able to get past Porto handedly, they would have had to had a chance to get all the way to the final. 
um, just based on on the crop of the competition that they're facing right now. And and so this I mean, is a disastrous Byron. game. Yeah, exactly. Byron and Man City are, are the big guns they got to watch out for. But, you know. And do you trust like, Man City or Ronaldo? Exactly, and and City has a habit of. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I choked on something. Um, <clears throat> God, it, it it just went down my throat and and just yeah, choked. I don't know what happened there. Weird. Okay, <laughs> but but you gotta you just gotta fucking feel this is an absolutely disastrous season. Um, not just game for Juventus, knocked out of the uh, um, Italian FA Cup, the Scudetto, um, and you know not favored to win the league anymore so a potential trophyless season for Pirlo's fucking maiden season uh i say that uh prematurely maybe he might be fired he probably will be fired um but at the same time i gotta give mad fucking props to uh number one uh porto's goalkeeper and number two porto i mean fuck what a fucking game they gave us yeah i mean to be fair uh no one can say soccer's fucking boring. I know we've said that a bunch of times on the show. Like, this is the games you want to show people where not only is it kind of like a Cinderella story, an underdog team going up against a giant, not only in Italy, but even though I kind of shit on them for their Europe, I mean, they still have made it to several Champions League finals in the past decade. These guys are no schmucks in the Champions League with the man with most Champions League trophies. Um, so, I mean, this is what you live for, to see a crazy-ass game where the underdog somehow pulls it out of his ass. So, uh, so ma- massive credit to Porto here. So, I I just can't believe 38-year-old. I just hate that guy's fucking face, and he's still just still doing it. Yeah, still bald, too. Like, And he chooses to be bald. That's the craziest part. That's just a wild man. That's a dangerous man. And, uh, you know, he, he was a big part of that uh, Porto's fucking game. And to Porto's even more credit, I mean, they played a total of, I think, like 60 minutes without 11 men on the field. They had a red card in the 60th minute, I think. So that's even crazier to think they were able to do this and, and to keep challenging throughout the game after getting a red card. That I, I think that's more of a testament to uh, this new age Juventus right now. The fact that they were still vulnerable with 10 men on the field, uh, free kick or not. Right. So I, I got nothing left here, but like Martin, I mean, if I, I don't know if I see Ronaldo at Juventus next year, could there be a new, since apparently this is other kind of drama, but Cavani's dad is saying that he's not happy at United right now, especially with that whole thing with the uh, Spanish N word thing that was handled. Yeah. yeah and they, and it sounds like there might be a the number seven uh, available at I didn't. So you you do the math. Is does Ronaldo make a return? Yeah, I I have no idea. If Ronaldo returns to Manchester <laughs> United, I I might just fucking cream my pants every single fucking day. I I don't care if he's yeah. fifty six or thirty six. Like I I'd, I'd take, and I think you'd be stupid not to. I'd take Ronaldo at any club, any day, any day of the week, fucking under. Any age range under any injury fucking range, I, I'd take a crippled Ronaldo yesterday, just because it's Unlike Ronaldo. It. Yeah, pirate yeah. Ronaldo. Um, and then Messi's going to go to Man City, and then we'll finally have a true Manchester derby. Okay, 
Cool. No, man. All right. So uh, if Messi goes to Manchester City, he's going to get absolutely smoked by Vestergaard on the first day, and he will never play a game again. He cannot do it on a cold, rainy day. All right. So. I got to. Uh, okay. You're speaking blasphemy right now. So let me. Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, you're being sacrilegious. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but the other Both game I want right. to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I've been really bad with my words lately. So um, the other game I was going to talk about was uh, it's not even like I want to talk about a game. I just want to talk about an individual player who is 20 years old and his name is Erling Holland. Martin, what the fuck is this kid? He is the new Ronaldo. There is no Dude, other way to him. describe him. He, he's a robot. He's, he's he's the weirdest looking motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, but he's unbelievable at scoring goals and he can't be stopped from the Der Klassiker this weekend where him and Lewandowski were battling for best striker in the world in Germany to uh, single-handedly beating Sevilla, mocking the keeper, being chased by the entire Sevilla squad. I've never seen shithousery. I've never seen a player at his age already at 20 Champions League goals. 20 Champions League goals. He broke the record for fastest 20, to 20 Champions League goals by like 10 games. This kid's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, this this game, like, once again, this is a must-show to your friends who don't watch soccer. This game was bonkers, too. Erling Holland is just bonkers. The man's a crazy fucking Norwegian imp, and I'm terrified of him. And he is for sure going to be the the uh, kingpin superstar of the future. I mean, just his physicality and, and the goal that was called off, his physicality to just fucking shoulder off that guy fucking hop skip fucking still finish it in the top of the net absolutely fucking bananas i mean this this dude is 20 years old it it took him 14 games to reach 20 champions league goals um ronaldo did it in 56 games messi did it in 40 games this man is 20 years old and doing this for borussia dortmund and sevilla ain't no slouch sevilla is fucking a a pretty damn good team that got uh, uh pretty screwed over in the um uh, the Spanish FA Cup at Barcelona. Uh, but their keeper is bonkers. Bono is fucking brilliant. And, you know, Erling Holland makes all defenses look absolutely childish beside him. And and his link-up play is phenomenal, too. Like, his, his play before the goal, um, like 10 or 11 passes back, is just fucking brilliant, too, to cause that fucking goal. Erling Holland is special. And I'll tell you what. He is, I, I don't know where he's going, man. It's it's the start of the rumor fucking season. And so I'm already seeing him linked, uh, obviously, at Manchester United, uh, at Man City. Man at City Chelsea, is the big one. Chelsea, Real Madrid. Um, I mean, this guy could go to any club, and, and I pray to fucking God he comes to Manchester United. Um, I, I, I This kid is a wonder. I've never seen anything like it. And How much? I've never been so terrified. How much uh, for Erling Holland, dude? In this market, I mean, well, see, here's the thing. This is why Manchester United, Ed Woodward's dumbass fucking self, did not buy him. He has a damn fucking. Uh, he only has a two year contract, so he's a free agent this fucking summer. Um, so he might be able to be scooped up uh, for free, if not for a discounted rate, because I'm I'm pretty sure that. Uh, there's a a buyout clause in his fucking contract for like for like a a damn fucking high price, but not for like anything bonkers bonkers price. All right, let's so, say like he was under contract. Like I'm just saying, if 
How what did much? Neymar go for? Two 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 twenty five. Neymar was two twenty five. I mean, this kid is twenty. Like no real injury history. He's scoring goals. Like he is playing bots in FIFA. I mean, it has to be like two fifty, right? The only thing is, COVID kind of fucked up the prices, and clubs can't spend money. So oh. yeah, so like. 150 like i i, I know i just yeah, dropped a I'd, I'd, 100 yeah, million, I'd but because of covid like i mean yeah it's easy it's easily over 100 it's easily yeah. over 100 um especially I'd with say, inflation I, I i'm thinking since like i don't know i uh but i feel like he's worth more if it wasn't for covid i could easily see him going for like freaking 250 i'm not even joking a quarter of a billion dollars for a human being to play a dumb sport you could play in your backyard that's insane that that blows my that, fucking mind dude, this is this is what i tell uh managers at clubs all the time in my dreams like you could sign me for so little you could pay me like fucking uh what's the minimum i'd play soccer for you could pay me four hundred dollars a week and i'd sign for your fucking club yesterday if i could play I'd soccer bar, for the I'd bar back yeah, yeah. I, I do some. Uh, I like, I show up at practice. The fuck out of it. Right, like just sit on the bench and just warm up. I don't have to play any games just to be like sitting there in the chair. Like, yeah, man. you need a body for like for a 90th minute sub to come on. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, just give me um, my debuts and let me just chill on the fucking bench. Like, I'll I'll be your your token fucking uh, guy who who brings like beers and you laugh at him and you're like, this guy's crazy. How is he on the team? And then you find out he gets paid $300 a week and you're like, okay, yeah, he's on the team for sure. So yeah, that's, that's dreams, baby. Not $250 million for my footballing talents. That is, that is an insane amount of money. I, and, and Kev, I think you're right. Like, I think he is definitely worth more than Neymar, but the question that I'm hesitant on, is is he worth more than Mbappe? Because my 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 gut my Ooh. gut answer is yes. My gut answer is yes. No, I I would say they're the same. I, I honestly like it depends. I like Mbappe. I think I'm biased because I think the for him to have never lost a league title, for him to have won a World Cup and to be performing, he's also performing unbelievably. Yeah. Uh, well in the champions league um i think they're very similar i just kind of like how erling holland is kind of brutish and kind of like your old school kind of like you know what i'm trying to say he's more like physical he is, he than is. mbappe but but mbappe kind of has that silkiness to him kind of like Henri, like the way he moves and like both not big french men but at the same time they're just so skilled and so fast in their movement, like it feels like everyone else is stuck in quicksand. Or that, um, I think I I would prefer Mbappe over Holland, but that's just for the the beautiful game. <laughs> like I, but if you are, I I say if you're getting either of these guys, you're in great shape. Yeah, and I I think uh, that explanation of Mbappe sums him up perfectly. He kind of floats on the field while uh, the Norwegian fucking giant kind of storms down the field. I, I think one of the most iconic runs of his young career was, I think it was last season where he just sprinted from his own 18 yard box to the completely uh, opposite side of the field and scored a goal. And he like outran everybody on the field. 
it was kind of uh it reminded me of the nfl fucking highlight of the giant seahawks uh wide receiver chasing down the cardinals fucking player like 90 yards and just tackling him right before the end zone the man's a machine he oh he dk truly, metcalf yeah yeah, yeah 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 that that shit was insane and that's what he is he's just a freak of fucking nature. Like there are robots that are big like, and powerful, but he is, he's got everything, man. Like he legit has everything. He's got, I think everything Mbappe has plus that strength, just not in the, the beautiful fucking way. So I got to go old school. Norwegian it is really like it. And obviously they're much more similar than Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, but I kind of see that difference where Mbappe would be more comparable to Messi where Holland would be more comparable. To Ronaldo, where yeah, once if you're a purist of the game, you might pick Mbappe. But if you're just a fucking like, like, yeah, I want my guy to be fucking tough and brutish and yeah. the goal. I don't get like a physical specimen. Um, not to say that Mbappe is not nor messy. I'm just saying, um, I feel like if you're a soccer purist, you might prefer Mbappe. But if you're just looking for pure like, uh, I don't know, like physicality, then yep. Yeah, Holland and Ronaldo. I just see so many similarities between those two. It's insane, especially like the the passion, the uh, I don't know, like aggressiveness to take a hold of a game. Like like I said earlier, what I thought Ronaldo was going to do against Porto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, don't know. I, I, I I just wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about Erling Holland because the kid is, is literally just every week. I'm like posting about him. If not, it feels like every day, every time he plays. And and that's the fucking kicker, and that is what I think uh, sets him in a league of his own. Where literally every single game he's contributing, big games, small games, all games, small games, ball games. Um, I he's an absolutely fucking machine of a man, and and like you said, the injury history is negligible. And fuck whoever gets him for the long term is going to be a supremely lucky club. But at the same time, Kev, and I, I, I uh, just talked to my brother about this like 30 minutes ago. I would also love it if he just stuck at Dortmund and like pulled Dortmund from the sixth place shadows into fucking glory. Bring him to the Champions League final. Bring him back to the fucking top of the Bundesliga. Like, I, I, I would not mind seeing that at all. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see that. I just... I don't know. Just with Bayern Munich having such a monopoly on the Bundesliga, especially since they just take all of my all of Dortmund and all the best talent in the Bundesliga, I'd rather him just get the fuck out of there. True. And True. I, I and I really don't want him going to Bayern because it's just like ah, cool. You oh. took another one of your mm-hmm. great. You know. So I don't know. Um, you want to move on to uh, any last thoughts about Holland or anything? Uh fucking day is fucking disgusting he is dirty as shit oh yeah uh, he he can fucking strike a ball like none other uh thorgan hazard is the better hazard now um fucking bono the, the thinner hazard is great yes the new hazard the new and improved thinner and more fucking attacking hazard actually playing hazard i like thorgan hazard i love that jude bellingham got on the fucking field this like sixteen year old kid from Birmingham City that United should have bought, but we're stupid. Um so I, I all in all, I love to see Dortmund do well. Um and Erling Holland is is literally the machine, the motor, the everything to this Dortmund team. All right. Well, 
let's move on to uh, i'm glad i asked i'm glad i asked i didn't want to move on without you know getting your final <laughs> thoughts i, I really i, I really I enjoyed that, that more thank you man i got that yeah, conclusion i can't con- i studied in I, high school i can't conclude i <laughs> i can't conclude <laughs> so um <laughs> let's move on to the premier league let's do some weekend roundup um I'm going to start with the Saturday matches and really I just want to talk about Arsenal Burnley this game as much as we've been talking about how awesome soccer is with the Juventus versus Porto and the uh, Dortmund versus Sevilla game this match made me fucking hate sports and soccer (laughs) (laughs) fucking as as a massive Arsenal fan seeing that blatant handball not go our way seeing granite jaka give up a dumbass own goal to then a handball being taken away and a red card rescinded I wish I could just erase this game from my memory. I wish I did not wake up at 7.30 a.m. on the East Coast here in Boston to watch it. Fuck this game. And I love Sean Dyche, but God, do I not hate playing him. I really, it's like, it's like if, if Sean Dyche, any other time, every other match, I am rooting for him no matter what. This, if you're playing against him, I just fucking hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I Whoever gave referees in any sport the ability to look at the ball in replay was an absolute moron. We should never have given that power to referees because it's just used, abused, ignored, and fraught with errors. It, this, this Arsenal game, this poor fucking Arsenal game was so fucking riddled with just, just like moments that make you throw your hands up like make you turn off the fucking tv because it's so dumb the handball the fucking uh jaka point um and 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 the fucking red card rescinded i, I was absolutely fucking flabbergasted like just no, looking that at was the, the right TV. call i i it was I, as an arsenal fan i have to say that's a right like we shouldn't have been there in the first place I- hit his shoulder the fact that the one handball wasn't given and there's a part of me being like all right like are they going to make up for the missed call and at the point of me i'm like no i'm an asshole i would i've always said they should just get the calls right so at the same point i was kind of i was vexed i was mixed because i'm like i with with my brain i know what's correct but with my heart i wanted a penalty and a red card so, but the crazy thing is, like, they do that shit all the time. Like, they'll give a soft-ass penalty uh, on VAR if they felt bad about fucking up another VAR decision. So your 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 wondering is completely justified. It's it's just a wholly broken system. And and Arsenal, I I hate I hate to say this because y'all are so flashy in terms of uh, when you guys are good, like. You guys look unbeatable one weekend, and this happens the next week. And and Aubameyang uh, is fucking good again. He's scoring again. Uh, but the most impressive thing is, uh, for me, is Pepe, dude. Is he good? I keep thinking about buying him. The haters are mad. The haters are furious that mm-hmm. Pepe is actually doing pretty well. And again, it's hard to call. I know we call players bust all the time. And it's more just there's no other term for it besides if a player's not performing well. It's kind of a major exaggeration. And at first, Pepe did not look good at all last season. Um, it may have been the manager, whatever it may have been. But Pepe has really performed well for us in all competitions, including now the Premier League. Um, and the same way, like people are saying that about Gareth Bale. Look what the fuck Bale's doing right now, trying to get that contract extension, baby. Um, yeah. Just I, in time. Just in time. He just wanted to show up for the end of the season. And make uh Hung Ming Son really jealous make him really jealous he was ready for that tea time um <laughs> yeah 
Pepe's been doing great. Uh, I mean, Saka, I, I don't need to say any more words about him. Uh, but like, and I'm just talking about just not about the game and different players' performances, but like, there is a lot of talent on this Arsenal squad, but then you just have the dumbass shit, like Granit Xhaka causing an own goal there. Like, how no other club could do that. Not not any big club could do that, but Arsenal. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Granite Jaka should have never been put in that situation. This is the the pandemic of the uh, English Premier League, playing it out of the back. I mean, the the times or the amount of times per weekend that teams make a mistake that leads directly to a goal because of playing it out of the back has to be like thirty percent of all games. And Arsenal is no different. Y'all play it out of the back in such uh, like almost faux confidence. It's insane. So this does not shock me at all. I saw this fucking goal coming the second Leno had the ball and passed it to Jacques. I was like, oh, holy shit. Jacques is totally going to try and pass it out of fucking danger here. And lo and behold, like just a horrific fucking pass. Just kick the shit out of that ball, dude. Uh, can All right. I, I really don't have anything else to say about this match. Besides, like, this was a match that Arsenal needed to win to even be in the conversation of trying to get back into Europe next year. And we fucking blew it. So we got the North London Derby this weekend. Um, and with how Tottenham's been performing so well, I really wanted to win this match to go into some sort of momentum against a now in form fucking Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, and Hu Ming Son. <laughs> That's a terrifying fucking thought, Kev. I, I mean, need. I need Thomas Partey to really show up. Like, honestly, yeah. it's I need Thomas Partey to lock down that midfield and just stop that front three from getting the ball because they essentially just become, they essentially were the midfield for, uh, and Dombele has also been very good for Tottenham, not to get off point, but like it, someone needs to stop those front three from delivering to each other. Yeah, I mean, if, if you put it in one of their fucking hands, it's it's just a dangerous situation again and again and again. And we saw it this fucking weekend with their four-one demo job. Yeah, yeah. Let's I mean, let's so, let's move on to that game where they thrashed yeah. Palace. I mean, Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, who might win the goal of the year. I posted this on Lance. He might win goal of the year, Golden Boo, and most assists. I mean, Harry Kane, um, arguably is having his best season ever, and he was injured for a part of it. Um, and him and Son and now Bale have been carrying the squad. I mean, absolute, uh, like you said demolition of the palace kind of like harry and megan i i refuse to read into that fucking reference i i absolutely refuse to see what the fuck is going on with the royal family i know it's fucking everywhere and everyone's fucking talking about i mm, no okay all right in my defense my girlfriend uh shout out leah she's the best uh has recently got me watching uh the crown so I was like, oh, this is kind of convenient. We're in season one uh, where the queen is being uh, anointed and whatnot. This is cool. And now there's some house drama. Like, because I've always never given a shit about the royal family. The fact that that there is still a royal family um, and that they may have influence uh, on a government is fucking crazy to me. But in they have a hairless uh, ape of a prime minister in Boris Johnson, who's a fucking moron and. Uh, I, I, there's so many things I have so much problem with the English. Um, Piers Morgan, um, <laughs> the, Man City. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a big problem with but, Man City. Um, but 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 anyway, um, yes. Uh, 
Martin, you're obviously out on any uh, royal drama. So I just wanted to, you know, I just want to explain why I'm into it because I've recently started watching The Crown, which is a pretty good show. Heavy dialogue and get to see Winston Churchill in it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we fought them like 200 years ago or something. So I, I, I refuse to listen to that on principle, I guess. But anyway, the drubbing at the palace. I mean, for Bale <laughs> to score two goals, for Harry Kane to score two more fucking goals. Uh, I think Kane and Bill each got assists. Sonny got a fucking assist. Uh, and the Lamella to uh, Son to Kane uh, fucking goal was absolutely fucking gorgeous. Like, Kane almost bumbled it in because the ball from Lamella to Son and then from Son to Kane was just too perfect. It was just some beautiful football. So, Kev, I, I, I think you got every fucking right to be worried, just like Meghan Markle. I mean, I, I, I think this team would drub an arsenal of fucking royal families. Uh, this is, these are uh, my fucking royal queen, family jokes. The queen does support <laughs> arsenal. So does she uh, really? I think I think uh, does Charles or no? Charles is the one that was on Jeffrey Epstein's island. I don't know. I have Harry. No, I, who's Harry? the one dying? That's who. Oh, I that's like. Philip. Who's the one dying. Yeah, I'm a big Philip, Philip fan. The Nosferatu dude. <laughs> I'm a fan because he's dying. So there's no. that. <laughs> uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure the uh, what's it called? The Irish are too. Um, I know that's my favorite part. <laughs> Ireland's Irish like, oh no, the, the British monarchy's falling apart. Real, real shame. <laughs> real shame if that happened. All right. Um, before we get into the Manchester Derby, I just want to move on from that. Uh, from the Tottenham Palace game. Uh, Spurs are unbelievable. If they played like that every week, Martin, they'd be real title contenders. I just don't know what Josie Mourinho does to the squad, like to to make them not play like this each week. I don't know. I, I don't know. understand it. It's because when they are on fire, when Kane and Son are firing all cylinders, they feel unbeatable. Dude, that's the that's like the worst thing about having Mourinho as a coach. And now that Manchester United fans have had Mourinho for a coach for uh, two and a half years, we can talk about Mourinho. Um, yeah, he's, he's so fucking patchy in terms of his glimmer of hopes. It was the time that I, I truly felt like an Arsenal fan because I was like, or, or the Geico commercial where the guy's dangling a check in front of you and pulls it out of the way. Gotta be quicker than that because it's, it's the hope that gets you, Kevin. And that was the only time I truly understood that expression when Mourinho was my fucking coach, where it was just like, Ooh, we could be like this all the fucking time. Maybe this season will be like this. And then it's just, oh, fuck. We could be like this. Spurs yeah. could be like this. I I don't know. Spurs are always tricky, man. I Because it's also like as an Arsenal fan, I'm not trying to be biased um, as hard as it is. But at the same point, it's like, and you just have to respect Josie Mourinho. You have to respect the amount of goal. Harry Kane's like goal tally and the way this whole squad is. Yeah come through and then losing a manager like Pochettino who's now thriving at PSG and the way he delivered them to a Champions League final. Um, one of the worst Champions League finals. No, um, that was, but, that was, I thought that was Tooch daddy. Yeah. Poch. Sorry. I, I was trying to say, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Missed but I'm just saying like this squad, connection. this squad, this squad has gone through a lot, like from going from Posh to Erickson leaving to going and now having Jose Mourinho completely switching up the style, and now you have Gareth yeah. Bale back. At, I mean, this this squad has gone through a lot. So to see them like 
prevailing and doing as well as they did, especially earlier in the season, it does kind of make me happy. And I know all the Arsenal fans listening, like, Kevin, how can you be happy for Spurs? It's like, yeah, but like, you know, like you keep seeing, you know, a puppy dog be kicked. Like eventually you're going to feel some sympathy, you know, like, I don't. Dude, Kev, that's, that's a fantastic point. Um, however, I, I, I wholly disagree with you because I feel nothing but joy about this puppy dog being kicked. Yeah, I'm talking about Fulham versus Liverpool. Liverpool is six fucking straight. <laughs> Get kicked, puppy dog. Oh, my God, Kevin. It's, it, it, it was literally a perfect fucking weekend for me. Liverpool just getting embarrassed by Fulham. Yeah, no sympathy. Not ever, not ever, not now, not never. Um, it, it's truly fucking phenomenal to watch this just absolute implosion at Liverpool. Right, Martin... And this has probably been talked about a million times, and we've talked about it throughout the pod uh, all year. What's wrong with Liverpool? Uh, They got cocky, man. They thought they could fucking hug it out and get by. Because, Kev, what did I say all last year? (laughs) What did I say all last year? They are getting lucky in these games, and that's what champions do. But you cannot run on that luck all the fucking time. They were spotty in the fucking game. After the fucking COVID restart last year, they were absolute dog shit. The Atletico fucking uh, game was the catalyst to it all. This team has not looked good for a year. And people are fondly starting to notice because the results are drastic. And this team does not have any type of leadership without uh, captain, my captain, Jordan Henderson, on the pitch. And, I mean, obviously, Kev, we've talked about it all year. Virgil van Dijk is a crucial component to this team and obviously defensively they have that excuse obviously they have the center back excuse obviously but yeah, what is it now like seven, 17 different pairings yeah, yeah that's that's and not yeah. and, and not starting money and Firmino. yeah um and what i've heard is that because it's like the sports scientist people saying like they needed a rest or whatever yeah, um, no no i'm just saying like because I just feel as though, and I think a couple of people have brought this up, is that the physicality and how Liverpool would beat you in the first 10 minutes of a match going past three years because they were this rock and roll, heavy metal, super physical, nonstop, uh, like where everyone would track back, everyone would go forward, tying the team, has been exhausting to everybody. Um, and I feel as though that if Mo Salah isn't delivering it, their midfield has been all over the place. Their defense have had so many different pairings that you don't really know where to look. It's just like, like it's hard to say of Liverpool, like what's the one thing that could fix this squad? Like you look at Manchester United, like, oh, maybe a number six midfielder, a holding midfielder that allows Bruno to open up and like a good starting number nine that could help really solidify this team. Where it's like, like there, you can look at other teams in the Premier League and be like, this is where what needs to be fixed. And I really look at Liverpool and I am just stumped. And I would love to hear from other people who are listening to the show to really try and break it down. I think we've already given a bunch of reasons, but there's not like one thing I can look at and be like, that's the main problem. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty in it all. Um, it it is uh, kind of. I think there are a lot of similarities to uh, Klopp's tenure at Dortmund to there are right now at at Liverpool. You look at the final couple of years of, of Klopp's tenure and, and there wasn't the same fucking Dortmund that uh, beat Bayern Munich and, and achieved fucking brilliance. 
And so I, I think this is, you know, the the crest of the hill. We're going fucking fatigue. Downhill. A it's, lot of fatigue. It's not, it's not just fatigue because I, I think that they've done the fucking impossible. They they've achieved the fucking glory that has not been fucking achieved in thirty fucking years. And I, I think that there is a aspect of mental uh mental shutoff after that. They've they've fucking done it. If that's all that was preached to them. Um, year after year, fucking game after game, do this to fucking break this streak. Uh, there, there is definitely a fucking mental shutoff after that fucking uh, achievement has been won. I, I think that's just fucking uh, simple. Uh, uh, but I, I think this team has so many fucking issues, some out of their control with injuries, but some very much in their fucking control. That that midfield with Thiago. I mean, he was brought in and there are flashes of fucking brilliance, but there are also flashes of just wastefulness and, and, and selfishness. There is Diago. I honestly yeah. feel bad for him because he probably thought he was coming into that like Liverpool Champions League winning side and a side that won the Premier League by such a high margin. So uh, early in the season, like um, and then it all just kind of fell apart. And I think it really obviously tipped started with van dyke going down with that injury from uh pickford and it just has kind of snowballed since then and thiago is still trying to figure out his footing in the new league leaving you know a trouble winning side in Bayern munich and then going i mean um it's i don't know like we really thought when they were getting thiago like oh what a brilliant what a brilliant signing signing of the summer and it just kind of hasn't fallen into i mean maybe he bounces back liverpool bounces back next year and he's the player that we knew he was at Bayern and not that he hasn't been good. It's just, we haven't seen the Thiago that we were kind of promised when Liverpool signed him. Yeah. And I think that this has also, uh, been an issue or one of the issues that Liverpool is facing has been an issue in, in their transfer acquisitions over the fucking years. I mean, obviously Virgil van Dijk is all, um, positives, obviously, obviously, but that was three years ago at this point. Um, since then, who have they purchased? Minamino. Uh, they purchased Tiago. Kabak. They, <laughs> they purchased Kabak. And so this, this is an issue in terms of who they have brought in to sustain this squad because players like Milner, who did propel their team to this, uh, these heights, players like Jordan Henderson, uh, who are not the most talented players on the pitch. I do not care if Jordan Henderson won a PFA player of the year. He's not that good, and he's not going to fucking win you games, game in and game out. Um, so I think there has been an issue with uh, talent acquisition for them, and, and it's rearing its ugly face right now. And and to be honest, this is a blip, to be fair, in the, the past three years. I mean, Liverpool has been nothing but brilliant over the past three years, so there is no reason they can't pull themselves out of this slump. This is the first true negative things Kevin and I have had to say about Liverpool over the course of three years. So um, it's obviously a slump, but it's such a drastic slump. Everybody's going to take notice. Everybody's got to take care, uh, talk about it. And, and this is, this is fun. This is truly fun for me. I love to see this, Kevin. I I know, dude. And like, if anyone is saying uh clop out, I do think you're an idiot. If you have any, yeah, agree. like that, that is, um, absolutely absurd. Um, 
I don't think any Liverpool fans are saying maybe, maybe some of the extreme Liverpool fans who are like, we can't just after they just won a fucking Champions League in a Premier League, who brought them I, Liverpool fans. Since I know there's a bunch of new ones now, I just want to say go back to the fucking Brendan Rodgers years. Do you want to go back to that? Do you want to go back before Klopp, where he dragged you out of the mud and made you uh, re- very relevant again? He's you bringing know, them right back to the mud, though. It's almost first full circle. It's it's almost absolutely brilliant. I mean, seventh place uh, was where they were before they started this ascent to rise, and they're about to fucking slip to seventh place. And Kevin, I couldn't tell you of a brighter sunrise for me. Just it's it's just peak beauty. Nature well, I mean, I, is I, fucking settling. I also th- I I didn't even think of this, but maybe they are resting a bit because they do have the Champions League coming up. Uh, with Red Bull, was it Red Bull Leipzig, right? So, yeah, tough uh, could be. <laughs> I mean, hey, Porto knocked out Juventus. Every game is tough in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> as as someone who used to be in it, Arsenal. Um, yeah, it would be weird. It would be weird not seeing Liverpool in the Champions League next year. I really do hope they do get Europe because I think it is better for the Champions League to have you know recent Champions League winners in the Champions League. Call me crazy for that take. Um. I know you probably Never. don't give a shit, Martin. Yeah, but no. um, <laughs> um, okay. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, Manchester Derby, two nil victory. And Martin, all I got to really say about this, I got two things to say. One, this is the most Ole game of Ole games, where everyone and their mother would have picked Man City by a million, and then Ole pulls out an upset out of his ass and just reaffirms that he's a good manager. And second. Luke Shaw is, is is having the season of his life and should be the starting uh, back for uh, England. I think I really do think Luke Shaw is having an unreal season and Bruno, Fernand- uh, Bruno Fernandes has scored another goal and the haters are also furious. Yeah, I mean, this this was just about the perfect weekend for me. Let's be honest. Um I mean, Manchester United playing that fucking game that they like the most, relying on that fucking counterattack and, and just, you know, brilliance and fucking speed and, and flashiness. And I think they did it fucking uh, great. Uh, defended fucking brilliant from Manchester City. I mean, Manchester City just just peppered them uh, with attacks. And I think the, uh, the back line did brilliantly uh, to defend and, and to make sure there were no second chances for Man City players to leap up. And if you if you saw the shape of the midfield, they weren't necessarily man marking. They were cutting off passes, especially fucking lateral passes when Manchester City looked to switch the ball. So I, I think that fucking played a huge part in uh, United's victory. Obviously, Baby J and Razzolino fucking missing as many chances as they can fucking squander helped us out. So uh, kudos to them. Appreciate you guys. Um uh, this game was an it was a fun one. It was finally a fun Manchester United game. All the haters are suddenly fucking quiet crickets because Manchester United uh, showed up when nobody fucking expected them to. And and Kev, I think you're absolutely fucking nail meets hammer meets fucking wood. Um, this was the typical Ollie game. Uh, nobody expected them to win. Everybody counted them out. And what they do, they go on and fucking play their game to absolute brilliance and come out with that two W victory and uh surprising yeah and raheem sterling can't finish i mean what else is fucking new i mean it's 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 fucking great to see kev and uh i i have to say the only the only fucking uh part that worries me 
is the Marcus Rashford possible injury. Um, he, he fucking sprinted the entire length of the field to take the ball from Kyle Walker. Got his leg caught up accidentally, just a weird fucking sporting incident, um, and, and hurt himself and was subbed off immediately afterwards. So that, that scares me a little bit. Uh, but uh, as a whole, it was absolutely fucking brilliant. All I want to ask is, uh, where are all the people calling Luke Shaw the best left back in Premier League history? I mean, the most assists as a defender and the most chances created as a defender. I vividly remember saying TAA was the best defender in Premier League history, best Premier League defender ever. Mm, mighty quiet now. Martin, I <laughs> let's okay. I'll let you have your time in the sun. I'll let gloating. you soak the gloating. Please note that your city rival is still eleven points ahead of you in the table. Oh, I and, know that's the worst. Part. And it's I was gonna say, over. if you're if you're a city fan listening, obviously, like it is very rare for us for you know your twenty one game win streak was broken, and of course it's by Man United who just love ruining. I think they ruined Arsenal's invincible unbeaten run. Uh, not after the season, like when we kept going afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they broke someone else's. I think it was Bayern Munich or someone else. Man United no, that loves was y'all. That was y'all. No, I, I legit. No, no, it was, it, no. It. You've done multiple, so it was Arsenal, and then I think you've done another one too. I think it was Bayern Munich or someone else's, like uh, unbeaten or winning streak. Oh um, hell yeah! Some rumors um, over so, here. So, I, you spoil parties. You guys love to spoil a fucking party. Um, you whip your thing out, and everyone's like, "Please put that away again." Um. And, Again. uh, you know, but if you're a Man City fan and I know we've been chatting on you and you're like, what can you take away this? Honestly, just it's a wash. It's Man United who have a weirdly good record only has a great record against Pep for some reason. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. It is like things like how airplanes work. I will never understand. <laughs> and I got to say, uh, I would just say if I'm, you're a Man City fan, it's a one off. You're still brilliant. Cancelo had that huge fuck up, which he hasn't done. He was due for one because he's been so brilliant this year. Um, and sometimes and you have to take it for a grain of salt that like Gabriel Jesus is a fucking idiot. He shouldn't have to give away that penalty. You need to get a number nine. You're probably going to get Holland. So that'll sew that right up. Mm. And goal, goals will start flowing in and I'm going to hate you and resent you if you get Holland. Um, but isn't I think you kind of find it. I think if you're a Man City fan, because I think I would say I would have relief knowing and I feel like Pep would know that Gabriel Jesus is not the answer. I understand he's still very young. He, he is Ooh. very he is still very good, but I, I do not rate him. I don't. Ooh. Dude, I, I, I kind of dig that take. I always forget that he's young, and I feel like he's kind of facing the same uh, criticism that Sterling faced in his first four years of his career when he moved from Liverpool to Man City and the first two years following that where he was just criticized week in and week out um, for for shit performances. Like, Baby J was awful. Like, he, he squandered as many chances as he possibly could. Like if, if I was a betting man, I'd bet that he bet on this game against himself. Um, like how frustrating must it be to be Kevin De Bruyne when you have Raz and Jesus just fucking blown I know. it. And, and the shame, the, the worst part is that we know how Raz can be like, he can be fucking great. And there, there have been and multiple fucking points. Oh yeah. And there's been multiple points this season, last season, the season prior to that, where we've talked about how goddamn good Raheem Sterling is. But when he's bad, like Kev, he's bad, bad. He has the highest of highs and the lowest of fucking valleys. So uh, it always goes back that. to that meme where it's like Kane should have squared it to Sterling. It's like, no, he shouldn't mm. have. No, he and knew. Yeah, Raz would have fucking shot that wide. We know Raz. 
Yeah, I just and me and Martin watched that fucking Euro or that World Cup game against Croatia, and yeah, God, seeing, that hurt. That hurt, man. Great. I mean, great for Croatia, whatever. No. Um, <laughs> but I wanted it to come home. But hey, it's coming home this year, baby. When in England host the 2022 or 2021 Euros, baby. Uh, Dude, is the Queen right. gonna be there? Uh, nah, she's canceled. <laughs> She's canceled. Oh fuck! I'm yeah, shit. yeah. People, because apparently in that interview, Meghan Markle was like, "Yeah, like I guess because she's mixed, so the baby may have come out like a bit mixed, like darker tone or whatever. So it may have been like a mixed baby." And apparently, the queen or the royal family wasn't happy with having. It was kind of like some race issue, and everyone's like, "Wait, the the fucking country that invented colonialism is a kind of racist." <laughs> It's like you, it was just kind of like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Obviously, uh, they're racist. Yeah, oh, like okay. I, I'm, I'm watching the I'm watching the Crown in the in the show The Crown. They go to Kenya. Did you know that used to be a part of the British Empire just after World War II? I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Dude, oh, the the fucking crazy shit that like gets back to me in flashbacks that I learned in high school and and subsequently forgot, like the the Congo and the Netherlands shit, like oh, that, what that, Belgium like, did fuck, to the Congo. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, Belgium people like don't talk about like the Belgian genocide of the Congo. They yeah, killed like millions, like, tens we of millions think of waffles. People. We think waffles and fucking hazards when we think of Belgium. Nah. Go back like literally seventy years. They were fucked up. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. History is wild, man. Yeah, we're just gonna be like, oh yeah, the Belgian golden generation, and like we don't waffles and whatever. No, like yeah, Lukaku. Yeah, which um, oh, oh, would you take him? Would you take him back? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah! In a fucking heartbeat, dude. In a fucking heartbeat. Yesterday, he uh, doesn't want to come back though. He doesn't no, want to no. come back. There's there's a lot of animosity there. Okay, it's okay. Uh, and the the worst thing is like I'm uh I'm 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 kind of okay with that. Like I I'm on the you've gone to you've gone from <laughs> denial to acceptance. You've gone through the yeah, grief. And I and I get why he fucking left and doesn't want to come back. Like like fuck, I get it. But please come back. God damn. Okay, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to give you like a, a minute there to like collect yourself. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's finish up this pod. Uh, Monday's games, we had both London clubs, West Ham and Chelsea still winning. And I feel like they that this both pisses you off because you hate David Moyes, David Moyes. <laughs> and you were kind of doubtful on Thomas Tuchel. But you I can't hate him. I, I know you do, but the numbers don't lie. 11 games unbeaten, like a shit ton of clean sheets. I don't have all the stats in front of me. Um, I I don't know what to tell you, Martin. Like, he got Kai Havertz playing well. Lamps couldn't do that. Kai Havertz looks awesome. He's probably going to be awesome in this league now. Dude, this is literally the first game that Kai Havertz has played well in the Premier League. He played well against... But he played Barnes really well. Dude, we cannot fucking just jump to Kai Havertz. I'm go- jumping to conclusions. <laughs> we cannot do that. No. Tucho is bad. I, I fucking... This he's is, not bad. I, you, I will you, you categorically cannot say that if he's 11 games unbeaten. He took Chelsea from ninth all the way up to fourth. Like, man, man, within a short span and has beaten top sides. Man, Manchester United has a 
a unbeaten streak of almost a year and we're still fucking dog shit and people still question our coaches' tactics. That the the stats don't mean shit. This is I and I said I would be fair and I am being fair. This is the first game Tucho has impressed me. Every other fucking game he passes it around the fucking midfield line and finally got a lucky goal or a penalty. This game was actually fun. This Everton game was fucking fun. Also, may I say that Jordan Pickford, uh, yeah, he did lose 2-0, but he was a beast in that game. Surprisingly, like he had a couple good fingertips, which was a little baby yeah. T-Rex arms you would think would be kind of <laughs> a little difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I was very impressed by Kai Havertz in the false nine. Um I'm still bummed that Christian Pulisic isn't getting a lot of starting time. He is the substitute, the the, the sacrifice at the end uh, of the match. Um, but, you know, I I think this is, if you look at the games, I mean, they've gotten clean sheets, I think, against, what, Atletico, Tottenham, uh, Man U. Um, I don't know. Like, Tuchel's awesome, man. I mean, he was getting a lot of draws eerie on, but, like, he's just, he can't stop winning now. He uh, no no he he the only mm, 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 I cannot agree with that Tucho is awesome because this like I said this how entertainment how I test baby I test I test is good I test is passing around the midfield between your midfielders and defenders uh, until this that's game. soccer this is, <laughs> it's it's bullshit Thomas Tuchel loves the Lampard fucking style because Lamps did it just with the defenders and Goldie so at least Tuch has moved it up a fucking position on the field but this <sighs> this Thomas Tuchel does not fucking impress me uh right here right now I will say Thomas Tuchel wins absolutely zero silverware for Chelsea all right quote it someone clip that right now I will clip it because this will clip be on it. internet forever um, clip it, clip I, I, I guarantee that Thomas Tuchel walks away with silverware at Chelsea. Heck no, techno. I, I will, I will. Let's, uh, the man has won silverware everywhere he's gone. He's literally played in the two worst leagues in the world. One silverware. <laughs> <laughs> One with the best team that is financed <laughs> by an entire fucking country. No credit to Thomas Tuchel. It's like uh, I don't like know the whole, why I like, hate him. It's it's all like uh, like the girl that hates you. It's like oh, your dick's so small. It's like still hit though, still hit, still hit, still got it, still got uh, it, baby. You want to look at the picture with me and the trophy because I still got that trophy. I'm uh, just saying, Thomas Tuchel still hit, still so, hit. Um, mm, that is true, still hit. Um, okay, and uh, Martin Jesse Ling. I, so I'm off the Chelsea game. Oh. Um. Uh, Jesse Lingard is uh, playing like uh, what we would have thought he would have played at Man United as a youngster. I mean, still a youngster. Um, but West Ham still crushing it and beating Leeds, which makes me happy. Bielsa, 20 squats that game. What a stat. I, you know, I, I seeing Leeds lose makes me happy and seeing this fun West Ham side win makes me happy. That game, Overall, that was the game that made me the happiest over the weekend. <laughs> the Leeds West Ham game. Uh, all all I gotta say about this game is I think that Jesse Lingard's um, spirit has left Jesse Lingard and entered right into Daniel James. So he's the new young Welsh talent in the Premier League, where he will never age. Um, and and secondly, uh, Kev, I I 
I do not know why you hate Biesla and Leeds. I still do not get it, even when they lose their fucking fun to watch. And you better watch your back. You're the, the you're the problem. Right behind you. You what? are the problem. You Kevin, are the one. Three points behind you. You better watch your back, boy. I'm not talking about Arsenal. I am talking about <laughs> Leeds. And you are the issue that oh, you got, even when they lose five nil, gotta respect Biesla's style. What a way to keep fighting, even though no, he's Dude, losing. Why it's do you fun. compliment a team when they're losing? I've, I've never seen this before. Everyone's loves lead so fucking much. I'm getting I'm getting amped up. How can you love a team that keeps losing in such fucking I'm a, I can't even talk. Dude, I'm a United fan. I'm a rewarder of bad behavior. Marcus Rashford is my favorite player and he constantly I cannot say that aloud in case the universe hears me and tells Marcus I feel this way. Uh but no. It, I, I I cannot fucking hate hate Leeds regardless of the result because at You're least a United they play some fan. Fu- United hates Leeds. Dude, that rivalry has been dead because they've been All right, out for like of twenty the years. Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're fucking gone. And same with the stats. I saw the fucking stats floating on the internet uh, that Leeds hasn't won uh, a game against West Ham in like fucking thirty some years. Yeah, because they haven't been in the fucking prem for fucking like seventeen twenty years. So it, it, it checks out. Uh, but I'm, I'm so fucking about Leeds. Patty Bamford, Rafinha, they're my fucking boys. Melier, like grow a I couple like- inches, and then you're my fucking boy. Also, uh, dude, how dare you fucking insult Jack Ayling, the most beautiful fucking man behind Giroud in uh, the Premier League. Leeds. This, this romanticization of Leeds needs to end. <laughs> I am going to be on the forefront to stop the love for Leeds. I don't give a shit what I have to do. I will make it happen. I My campaign to end this romanticizing of this club, and it's not even the club. I like Patrick Banford. I like uh, Rafinha. What a steal that was. I think he's going to go to a bigger club. Um, but no. No. Dude, Biesla cheated. Like, how cool is that? He legitimately Oh, we spied. love cheaters now. Oh, hell fucking yes, we love cheaters. If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning. NASCAR 2021, <laughs> baby. Um, I, uh, a cadet will not lie, cheat, steal, <laughs> or tolerate those who do, Martin. <laughs> um, for those four years I'm at VMI. Now I don't care. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, God damn it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to, like, get everyone to get on my side i'm going to work so hard at this i'm going to start just the propaganda will be unreal god my i will have it from the rooftop i will have a harry and megan sit down on leads and i will i will i will end them okay we have one question uh it's from the epl boys podcast who we have two liverpool and one man united fans so i think i know who this is coming from uh the question is when will the pain end Ooh. what what are you talking about you just won a league it's okay. It's okay, Liverpool fans. Uh, and probably soon. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is the first time you guys have been bad in the past three years. It's it. There's an uptick. Maybe. Probably not. Hopefully not. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I really think Liverpool are fine. You still have great players. I just think it's just a weird year. Uh, COVID, Van Dyke. Uh, I think Van Dyke really shores up a lot of problems. Like, he's that good. I don't think he solves all your issues, but goddamn, if he can't, if you just have like a reliable pairing center back, if it's Matip and uh, Van Dyke or Gomez, like, 
I think you're that's that's a good start. I really think after that, uh, you might need to start looking at some new guys up front. So I don't know. I, I think Yota will be if you can get Yota more in the starting lineup. He added a lot of juice to you guys in the beginning of the season. Um, I, I really think it's totally fine. Like, you know, after winning a Champions League in a Premier League to be like, all right, like it's a one off year. Kind of like Man City, one-off against Man United. Some people have a one-off game. Some people have a one-off year. Or if you're Arsenal, a one-off decade. So it's it's totally fine. Hmm. Yeah, true that. I, I Like I said, I think it's going to end soon, buddy boy. Uh, and I hope it doesn't. But, I mean, guys, it's Liverpool. They're going to climb. Let's be realistic at the end of the pod. We're being real. We're, just, be, just, we're being just, real, Will. Just don't, don't say clop out. Please, Liverpool fans, like, please just like, I wish I was in a position where my manager won the league the year before and I could say clop out. Like, I wish like, well, like how nice that must be. Just just come to your senses. To have the balls to say that, like to to just fucking have the cojones to to look at the manager who has fondly won you a Premier League after 30 years and say, get him out of here. We hate him. Like, right, like Jesus. Like Pep started off poor this season. People were saying Pep out. It's like, are you I fucking know. nuts? Grow up. All like, of you. You're talking about two of the best managers in the world right now. I all right. Well, that's our show, guys. I can't take it anymore. I'm all worked up from leads. I'm all worked up from clop out. So uh we'll be with you later this week. And uh yeah, we love you. Have a good night. Bye. I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living, a deeper meaning. Yeah. I wanna stand with you on a mountain. Certainty, that we're surrounded by the comfort.